Hello and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint and its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hi, it's Sauce. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to be back with Dan Loney today for part three of our discussion on might you have self-imposed limitations. And once again, we ask that with so much curiosity and kindness, not in a condemning or accusatory way, but more just to see if there's a chance that somewhere along the line we limited our lives or our expression or or ourselves. And so Dan and I started this conversation in a ramen restaurant one night. We've been friends for a long time and often find ourselves in deep discussion. And so I asked him to come on the podcast to talk about this. And I do think it would make sense to listen to these in order. So if you haven't heard the last two episodes, you could go back and listen to 74, 75, and then this one. But of course, always just do what you feel is best for yourself. If you have listened to the other two episodes, you'll know that we thought we were ending last time. We originally thought it was going to be a two-parter. And so then we turned the recording equipment off and just started talking, debriefing a little bit. And Dan started dropping some really interesting things in addition. And so I just said, oh, do you want to record this? So spontaneously, we decided to bring a bonus part to this discussion. And um, yes, that's what you'll hear today. If this is your first time meeting Dan on this podcast, he is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He specializes in identity work as well as helping people through stuckness, which in some ways is an overlap. We both work with clients to move through stucknesses or resistances. His work is more therapeutic, though, and my work is more coaching. So some overlap and some differences, and that's why I love to converse with him. Dan also has a really wide variety of interests. He's a passionate person. He is very vast in his knowledge of many things. And he is incredibly perceptive and a great communicator. As you listen to this, I'd invite you to consider what soul limitations might you have unknowingly, or if you have identified them, how might you move through them, and what would be the impact if you did? Okay, here is my discussion, The Bonus with Dan Loney. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Dan Loney. Hey, everyone. (laughs) We said we weren't coming back, but we are back because we just started tapping into a bonus part of what we were talking about last week. And so we decided to hit record and capture this because Dan has been dropping the gems lately. Did someone say bonus? What? Bonus. (laughs) Bonus. (laughs) Bonus. So... So Dan, when we we were just about to talk about this, and I really wanted to capture it because things that you say always resonate so deeply with our listeners, and I get so much beautiful feedback. 
So could you explain some additional ways of knowing that you have soul limitations? Of course. And I'll say I ran across one today. Um, I have. Oh, seriously? Today? Yeah, today. Um, Okay. okay, okay. And this deals with, uh, in part, traveling and then the soul limitation of, and we spoke about, we danced around some of this stuff before. But yeah, so as a as a private practice therapist, I you, you know who I talk to if I need vacation time. I talk to myself. I don't have a boss. I don't have PTO. I don't have health HR. Control. I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have any. It, it, it's all on me. So I have to ask myself questions constantly. And one has been, I've really wanted to take an extended vacation or trip. Then I was thinking about Hawaii. And then also, I've really, I'm surprised how little of the United States I've actually visited. And especially Mm. on the East Coast, I've been to a few cities, but I I have an inkling, especially when you see the top 50 cities of the US, a lot of East Coast places come up that I haven't spent significant time in. And so I was talking with a neighbor today. I've got some some lovely neighbors. And uh, my neighbor, Caroline, was saying, oh, you should definitely just drive out to the East Coast and like just hit up all, all the cities you want to hit up. Mm. And I looked at her and I loved her confidence with it. And I looked at her and I'm thinking instantly the soul limitations start coming up of, how long is this going to be? I've got this expensive apartment on the beach. That's just going to eat at money. And then, yeah, sure, I can see some clients online. But for the most part, my revenue is going to drop significantly. How long of a trip is this going to be? Gas, mileage, all the stuff racking up on my car. I, I just started thinking. My, my, the wheels started going. And I I brought some of those soul, soul limitations to her, but it was really, I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, that's crazy. What, take like two months off? And she's like, yeah, don't don't tell this to my landlord. But she's like, yeah, just find a, a buddy to like sublet your place. Um, and he or she can pay you uh, for that. Uh, I was just thinking, I'm like, huh. It, it was just interesting of how many soul limitations I place on that. And it's something I really want to do. And I have this voice in my head of, you know, in the future, and we all have the voice, in the future, I'll be able to do it. But why not now? So it just yeah. really got me thinking today. And then the feelings coming up of like the guilt and almost the shame of like, what would people say if I just randomly left San Diego and just traveled to the East Coast and yeah, what what would people say about that? And yeah, what would clients say? Would clients want to sign up? Uh, yeah, just all the questions started coming up. But so this is my takeaway. I'm roundabout. This is my takeaway. Mm-hmm. It's really good to have a diverse set of people around you to ask the questions that you don't even know how to ask for yourself. Oh, oh, like your neighbor asking that question or popping that through or just yeah so we we hang around the same people generally or Mm -hmm. we go to the same it could be group classes um yeah same teams of sports same colleagues all that and it's all like an algorithm they all ask a certain range of questions 
And then that range of questions starts to become our consciousness, uh, especially the, our family of origin. They've asked a certain range of questions and we don't deviate from that. And generally our identity falls within the range of questions. So if you have a mm. sports team asking, colleagues asking, we now start to identify ourselves as this. That's kind of what the ego does. But every so often, some of our most life-changing experiences come when we interact with someone outside of our bubble that we'd never speak to, and they just start poking and asking some questions. So yeah, let's say that we talk to someone that we normally wouldn't speak to, and that that person, uh, let's say they they grew up in a completely different lifestyle, they had a ton of money growing up, they're going to ask us a different set of questions that, that we're not comfortable with. So they might ask, curious, how, how come, yeah, finances are a limiting belief for you? Or how come, yeah, you can't just make more money? Or how come you're thinking about things this way? Uh, why don't you try this instead? And I'll, I'll say it's very, it could be very uncomfortable. Anyway, I'm just putting that out there of um, really tune in, especially if somebody says something and it makes you uncomfortable Often, it could be revealing a truth that you haven't quite experienced yet. Ooh. Can you maybe elaborate on that phrase, a truth that you haven't maybe experienced yet? Oh, you're going to make me elaborate on my gibberish phrases I'm throwing out oh. there. Okay. Well, no, it was, it was quite profound. Um, I feel like I'm Michael Scott. I say something, and then I start to realize, huh, what did I actually say? And I just killed his quote right there. Um, but yeah, so we, we have these truths inside of us that are kind of incubating and they're sitting there. And until we touch on a new stimuli, the truth just sit there. So generally, uh, the more I'll, I'll give a, a good example. Um, you know, whenever you travel to a foreign country, you face a lot of adversity, but you realize a lot about yourself. And most people are like, wow, that was the best experience of my life. Like, what's happening? Truths are being revealed that they always had within them, but because they were just exposed to the same people in the same environment over and over and over, they never got to unlock them. But now they're stepping into different areas. People are naturally, and for survival, people are questioning them. People are saying things. And now we have to start asking ourselves different sets of questions that are very uncomfortable, but we're faced, uh, unless we are, are comfortable dying and not eating and sleeping in places, we're faced with the reality that we need to sit in that uncomfortableness and those truths start to manifest themselves. And yeah, usually that's why people say, oh my gosh, traveling to this country was the best thing ever for me. Well, they faced an uncomfortable truth and were able to sit in it, unravel it and work through it. I could not agree more. I think I've learned the most about myself and other people through traveling or speaking to anyone who has grown up differently or has different family experiences, who knows, just so many things that could cause their whole perception to be so much, or there are so many ways that their experience broadens my perception. And Dan, I wonder if you have any way of speaking into the some of the systemic inequity that exists in, in at least in, well, in, a, in the world, really. If, when it comes to accessibility or um, finances and things like that, that we're speaking of with limiting mm. soul beliefs or something. But then there are people where life just hasn't been fair at, from the jump, you know, and they're working against a lot of other things. 
And so do you, because I think about this all the time, even when I, you know, price coaching and things like that. So do you have any, any ideas about those limiting soul beliefs in conjunction with society and variables and all of those things that are like a little bit out of our control from where we start? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question or thought. I, I'm like, I've got a trillion different thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, Sauce, thanks for bringing that up. And yeah, I, I first want to say, even a lot of our conversation, even talking about ramen, like, yeah, and we, we spoke about ramen on previous podcasts and previous weeks, uh, and like going somewhere and being able to order, that's, a hundred percent a place of privilege that we're able to mm-hmm. to even drive in cars to meet each other halfway at a place and one hundred percent agree and yeah I'm acknowledging a lot of our conversations even with soul beliefs and limiting um, they're so privileged that we get to even decide how much we want to price something yeah even going to therapy or going to you know being yeah. able to access services like that. Even being able to access adequate medical care, there's food, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so much of our conversation is, and this is where it's a little tricky with soul limitations, is the whole concept, and maybe I don't even have the language and perspicacity to fully conceptualize soul limitations too, but so much of it is based on comparison and there's something that like irks me even talking about this because a lot of it's like pushing towards this, like some potential ideal. Um, so I would say even with the question, start asking, yeah, how come I want that too? Or do I want that? Or where does that come from? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a really tricky conversation because it's all based on yeah a, a comparison game of why can't I have this? And I, I question this stuff all the time. And I, I'm thinking I, I, I worked with uh, yeah people who are experiencing homelessness for five years. And the questions that a lot of them are asking are completely different. And I've worked with people where like just from the jump, um, maybe growing up in a foster care system and just yeah being in certain systems and we're trying on a micro level to kind of reorient into society. And a lot of their questions are just like, why? What's the point? Right. Uh, Which is like, so fair. Totally fair. Yeah. And the odds are stacked against me. What's what's the best case scenario for this? Which, yes, are totally soul-limiting questions, but it's also 100% of a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so that's where this is tough of like, we're pushing into this reality that doesn't exist, which is even just, I'll just say a very privileged mindset to be able to think that way. Right. These are always tough topics to consider because I know that we have all, every listener here, sometimes we hear other people talk about their soul limitations and we're like, wow, that's so easy to fix. Like, why don't you just try A, B, and C? Right. And then other people look at us and like, huh, like you're really going through that? Like I'll say a a soul limitation that I unconsciously had uh, imposed on me, like not being able to speak into certain places um, and into certain people. And 
yeah, there's a lot behind that. And then I've got like, I've got a friend named Ricky and he's like, stop doing that. Just like, and he does it with the utmost compassion, love uh, and encouragement. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, no, just like always state your truth. Like, just do it. And then he's like, well, make a pact just between you and me. Like, you'll just always do that. Okay. And it's such a safe space. Yeah. He's amazing. Mm. Um, But I'm like, wow. And then I'm like, and I instantly think, wow, like that must be a privileged position because knowing kind of how he grew up, he didn't have to really think about that. Mm, Where for right. me, that was emotional survival. If I spoke out against something that that would not like, I, I would get punished for that, May, maybe even physically punished for that. So yeah, that's oh, that's man. something that I've really like had to work on. I've constantly been working on that, like almost my whole life to speak into spaces. And almost when I experience some sort of rejection or pushback, there's this part of me that just instantly like stops. So yeah, that's like, that's just something that I've struggled with. But yeah, everybody has their own like unique set of burns that they've experienced. And it's, I'll just say it's really, it's, it's hard to even have a lot of these conversations because what we're talking about is extremely privileged to even be speaking on this platform about it so i know to have a computer to have food that you can rely on all these things you know and i really appreciate your nuanced reflections and honor to what you just shared thank you for sharing that and you're so right there are things whether it's physically or mentally or or emotionally that for one person is not it is i guess if we were to use the word privilege it is it's there for them and for others it's it's not and and so i i love that example we don't know what the other person is holding necessarily unless obviously they share with us and so i appreciate that and and i guess in some way it, it circles back to the kindness piece towards mm-hmm. ourselves and towards others and yeah. sovereignty and community, you know, being the most expressed versions of ourselves while living in a community of people and offering what we can to each other. And I know oh, yeah. it's tricky. It's really tricky, but thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder like if I can just circle back really quick to the idea of knowing when you have soul limitations. And I think sometimes it's really clear, it comes out of even felt needs, and other times it's more ambiguous. But I really think that what you said about having a diverse set of friends or people that you talk to that bring you out of your own knowing and broadening and deepening your perspective, I guess maybe that's even why we sort of moved into all this other territory. But I, I myself know that when I forget to be curious or if I assume something, then I, I've really like limited my world. And so I appreciate that so much, the richness that all of the people bring, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Any, any closing words for the... <laughs> We're like, we're closing this series. But <laughs> here we are. Maybe we'll be back next week. Who knows? <laughs> more, more, more closings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would say definitely 
even when you encounter a soul limitation, a self-imposed soul limitation, and you're working with it, keep in mind that it's a relationship. And often it takes, I would say you're lucky if it takes weeks to uncover one and work through it in a different way. Usually it takes months, sometimes years. I I would say be very um, patient with yourself as you're uncovering these. Some of the stuff, and this is only from personal experience, some of the stuff that I've finally broken through with, I look back and I'm like, huh, I started sitting with this and asking different questions to myself two years ago. And I'm Mm. now finally starting to adjust to, to some of the realities and the conclusions. But then I look back and along the way, I kind of tweak some stuff here and there so that when the breakthrough finally came, it, it felt natural for it. And then often people see it as a natural part of yourself. But yeah, usually this, these things take a while to, to really marinate in. Um, so yeah, I would say even if you have like three minutes of marination process, and you know, like with a good meat, you've got to marinate it for a while. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. like you, you've got to sit with it for a while. And I would say any time you spend doing that is not wasted at all. Almost always it comes back and you reap the rewards of it, even if you don't see any forward movement. Yeah, I love that. And it's both practical and meaningful and it just offers such a guide. I feel like these soul limitations that we've acquired somewhere along the way, whether it's by one particular comment or something that we perceive from society or who knows where we've put that limitation down. I think that it just really is so beautiful to see those lift and to imagine, not to like imagine a podcast this whole uh-huh. thing, but to, to imagine and, and then to kindly question and and hold that space with so much warmth. Yeah. But what we find there, I think, is calling for healing in some yeah. way. And I, yeah. I think that's also great. It's it's a, a lantern to what is what is there that, that we could heal. And so anyway, thank you. I love this bonus. It was <laughs> very rich. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Sauce. This was great. Where uh, can people connect with you, Dan? Best way is just my website. It's danlonetherapy.com. And you can find me on Instagram at laurisase, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E, or my website, laurisase.com. And if any of these episodes resonate with you or you feel like someone else might love to hear it, we would love for you to pass it along. And we hope you have a beautiful week. Yes. Thank you, everyone.